We need a catchphrase. Okay, I have one. I have one this week. After like years? After years? No, it's been a year. It hasn't been two years since we've been doing this podcast. We just argued about your nephew's age. There's no way he went from six to eight during the... We haven't even been doing a podcast for a full year. Okay. I feel like we should just start over this intro, but we're not no. going to. Okay, no, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you the the catchphrase I came up with. Okay, what's the catchphrase? Okay, it's the best comic creators slash podcast hosts, and not the other way around. No, we're not the best comic book creators either. I mean, I, I hate to tell you this, but I think our <laughs> guests are better comic book creators than we are. So you had um, a problem with the best. Uh, and I also have with like the best podcasters. I mean, no, no, have you listened to Polpats? Polpats no, are a fantastic podcaster. It's a slash. There's a slash. So we're like both of those things combined, which other people aren't the best at that. We are the best at that. I don't know. I disagree. I mean, I think we're decent, but I don't think we're the best. I think we're the best at I, that. I think we're the best comic creators who are also podcasters. We're sounding pompous now. We're like, we're the best. You should listen to us because we're the best. What is a catchphrase supposed to be? It's supposed to advertise your show. No, it's supposed to be a good catchphrase to get something into people that. Catchphrase doesn't supposed to advertise the show. I mean, Superman's catchphrase is up, up, and away. Does that mean like he's very bad at like holding conversations? No, I mean, does that show he's the best? No, you are wrong and you should feel bad. And you're... No, it shows that he can fly. I mean, so, 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 so our catchphrase is the best. That means that we're the best. That people are Iron like, Man oh, they're fly. the best. Oh, I'll listen to that. He doesn't shout like, I, he shouts, he says, I'm Iron Man. That's his catchphrase. His catchphrase <laughs> is like, I can fly. Well, he's not iron and I guess he's a man, but he's not an iron man. You know, well, just, his if you wanted to is, nitpick his little catchphrase. Well, I mean, I don't, I'm simply saying that his does not say that he's the best though. He's not like advertising that like, I mean, even the, the Hulk says more than just his name, right? Like Hulk smash, Hulk... right? Iron, Iron Man is like the worst catchphrase. Okay. So I guess we're agreeing what I said that our catchphrase word. will not be, I am Iron Man, nor will it be, we are the best comic book creators slash podcasters. How about okay. we've been doing this for four years. We know what we're doing. We haven't been doing this for four years. That's lying. Exactly. In and... four years, <laughs> in, in three years from now, you can tell me whether or not that's true. Okay. Well, Eric, welcome to season two. <laughs> for real. This is season two. Yes. Season two. Officially. Thank you, Keegan. Yes. I went on paternity leave and nobody has heard from us or seen us for a few months. And... Uh, congratulations, by the way. Oh, thanks. Congratulations. Not been introduced yet. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, what demonry <laughs> is this? Why am I hearing voices? <laughs> no, no. In season two, let's be nice to the guests in season I... two. Thank you, Joe. Are, thank you. They're Joe. returning. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Jacob. Uh, yeah. So, but uh, we're back, and we we plan on doing this weekly again, so everyone can uh, resubscribe or or do whatever you do. Uh, not be frustrated, comic book fans, with a podcast they like that just disappeared, because uh, we've all been there. So, Eric, uh, what's your name? My name is Eric Schwartz, and what's your name? Uh, Keegan Shiner. And who are we? Dumb comic creators. Yep. Slash podcast hosts. No, nope. you got you lo- you got me there, but then you kind of lost me on the way. Okay, yeah. the The name of the show is Dumb Comic Creators. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, who are we joined by? We are joined by Jacob Fleming and Joseph Castiel, who I've names I probably said wrong, and I apologize in advance. Season two, Eric gets the names right. Yeah, it won't, right. It won't last. They're also big little two to advantage too is that they're returning guests. So I could look back at my old notes of what I did wrong. <laughs> you did and not I take did... notes. Oh, I take notes. All the time. <laughs> you did not take notes. You I, how do you know that? You also Season know how two. My Eric is. lies a lot. Yeah. Okay. Uh, your your <laughs> nephew was six last year. There's no way he's eight this year. He's eight. Okay. A lot we'll happened in 2020, so yeah, he's grizzled now. <laughs> Everybody we, we all aged like several years. <laughs> we all have to admit right. that 2020 was pretty much at least two years. I'm surprised he's not 14 <laughs> by now. <laughs> yeah, you guys, I just had a two-year-old, so. Uh... Yes. <laughs> Congratulations, by the way. It's been a long paternity leave. 
Um, no, you guys have a new Mummies comic coming out. Yeah, Curses comic. Curses. Yeah, the Curses mm-hmm. comic. Yeah, we sure do. Yeah, we're uh, finally putting it all on Kickstarter because we found that that's a really good way to advertise so that's what and we're for people listening to the podcast i bet if you go below you can find the uh link or if you're on our youtube you can go below and we'll be on our on our spiel there as well but if you're on our twitch it's too early it starts on tuesday tuesday yeah too soon <laughs> too soon <laughs> too soon twitchers you can sign up though now for to be notified when it oh, oh cool cool yeah Okay, so I uh, this is great to have you guys on because let's talk about Kickstarter. What the hell is it and how do you do it? And because my comic is done, it needs to be edited a little bit, but then mm-hmm. I'd like to do a Kickstarter maybe. Yeah. And so uh, yeah. so talk to me about the process. What, what's it been so like? This I've, I've already done a Kickstarter earlier this year. And so I have some experience now, but the process is pretty easy, except for the getting it out to backers. That part's that's probably I think the most challenging part is gathering everything, getting it printed, and then shipping it out. But yeah, you just go on the Kickstarter, start the process of creating a project, and then you can save your progress. You don't have to do it all in one go. So you can okay save it and then when you're ready to submit it to kickstarter for review then you just click send and then they they tell you you need to fix something or they approve it and then oh they they have to approve the project really i think that's that they run an algorithm to look for anything that might be nefarious or a scam and none of those like lights are uh, triggered then they just approve you so far i I found that it's really easy I think ours was approved almost instantly. Instantly, uh, yeah. Which I think is just that they didn't see anything in there that's a scam. So, ah, okay. Yeah. So that's um, that's because people will do these kickstarters and then just never send anything, right? Yeah, I don't think it's necessarily comics specific, but um, I believe they've had issues like that in the past. Probably in the early days of kickstarters, people just saying, "Oh yeah, this Foreman <laughs> Grill knockoff is gonna." Yeah, there's know. plenty of those projects. You ever? I I still get Facebook ads for Kickstarters that, and you go on the site and the like, the uh, comments on on the page. It's still an open Kickstarter, and the comments are like, "Where is this thing? <laughs> why haven't Why haven't I gotten this? It's been five years." Wow. You know? Yeah, yeah that's, you were supposed uh, to ship this two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're doing a comic and you're already done and you just need to edit it and you're in good shape. You don't have to like, Oh, we're going to draw it. It's going to be this way. All you got to do is get it edited and printed so you can under promise and over deliver and it'll be, you know, piece of cake. Yeah. I, I, th- I think we went the reverse route of some people. Uh, Cause it looks like just from looking at some of the Kickstarters, a lot of people are saying, Hey, I would love to get paid to make comics. So I have this idea for a comic. You pay me now, and then I'll make the comic with the money that you've sent me and uh, and distribute it to you at, 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 um, when the time comes. Which um, you know, I, I guess is a is the delight. We did it the opposite way, where we just ate up our free time working on a comic for free, essentially, <laughs> and wow. retroactively we are trying to like sort of um, recoup the money that we invested into it. So we're just trying to break even here, guys. You know, <laughs> yeah, right? But, but but yeah, at the very least, when the Kickstarter ends, we don't now have a mountain of work in front of us. It's just like delivering the thing we already did. You know, which yeah. is a smarter plan. In my book, too. I'll, like, I'll let yeah. you call me smart. That's fine. I, I'll, I'll accept it's it. A, it's like a braver plan, though, too, because it, it says, like, we've already bet on ourselves. Now we just need to make sure that people believe in our bet because yeah. I would love to say, like, hey, people, um, I've got this great idea in my head. If you give me money, this idea will go out of my head for you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've done that kind of Kickstarter, actually, uh, in Chicago when oh, yeah. I did the Scriptless Films Kickstarter, Eric. That was uh, like an idea for a comedy show that I had. And uh, Second City didn't have a projector in the theater that we were going to rent. So the Kickstarter was like for the projector. And people had no idea what we were going to do because it was an improv show. Um, (laughs) So like I just asked people for money. That's most Kickstarters, I feel like. They're like, we have this idea for a board game. You know, only you can make it happen. Um, Obviously, it gets frustrating um, when like someone who's obviously very wealthy is like, I can't possibly fund this myself without your help. You know, 
Yeah. Like, come on, dude. Uh, but but for the most part, most Kickstarters start that way. Like, hey, we've got an idea. There's no way we can achieve this without everybody's help. If you like this idea, come donate. So yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, we just picked the uh, the less work route. I guess I think it's a really cool way to just get get ideas out there. A lot of independent and like otherwise wouldn't be employed by the big two or any other, you know, pr- production house. They can put their ideas out there and make a comic, and then some some people may pick it up. You know. I've actually, I've, you know, in doing some research, I browsed all the other Kickstarters and most of them get funded, you know, if not just funded, not a lot of them are like breakout successes, but at least they're like, yeah, unless, unless the person is like, I, I've never drawn before, but I am planning on doing this in the future. I I, got to tell you, I got to tell you, and I mentioned this in the last podcast that every now and then I suffer from imposter syndrome. Like who am I to be writing a comic? Right. Um, And I went on same thing, looking for some Kickstarters. And some of the ones that got funded 150%, 200% look like I drew them. And 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 I can't draw stick figures. We're talking like <laughs> like flat square heads and yeah. the, the paint is like done on MS Paint. The pants are blue, the background is red. 120% funded. And by the way, they're on issue 11 of, of a Kickstarter thing. So immediately I'm like, all right, okay. If At the very least, if this guy can get funding, I think we'll be okay. I just feel like their parents must do that though. Don't you? Like, yeah, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I, right. I, always, I, I look for the scam. Yeah, I'm like, uh, <laughs> lots of relatives there, you know? Uh, <laughs> Johnny's My a dear special boy, boy. I'm so proud of him. He's going to be great. Just you give him some money as well. Yeah. Dad's got four <laughs> accounts. Dad's got four uh, <laughs> Kickstarter accounts. And, he, and he's hitting all of the all, all of the stretch goals too by himself, right? Uh, right. Yeah. The, 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 the tier, the different tiers rather. Well, that was the thing uh, with my Kickstarter when I first did it. Um, I had tiers, but I don't think I ever delivered any of them. Like, uh, and it was fine because it was just like family and friends that supported my Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. And they were like, probably made it to the improv show that I did or like saw the, <laughs> saw the videos online or whatever. And, and nobody ever complained, uh, <laughs> so, you know, so if it's like family and friends then it's fine, but if it's a bunch of strangers, uh, you'll get an angry mob, uh, <laughs> pitchforks <laughs> and, and, and torches for sure. Yeah. I also so what, feel like you have to better deliver for strangers. Cause like with your family and friends, like you let them down you're like, well, you should know me by now. Yeah, <laughs> that's on you for trusting me. I'm, yeah, honestly, right. like really, this is your fault. Yeah, this is your fault. <laughs> that's also brave setting up a Kickstarter that says, "Hey, meet me in public somewhere." Yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, um, did you guys have a strategy for stretch goals? Those are like goals that um, I mean allow for you to make new things for uh not after really. you get enough money to do it or not yet one thing is though is um you know if we start getting some backers and getting some feedback while the campaign is still running since it's running for 30 days and i found that you i mean you can still edit your page and you can still edit your campaign all the way till the end so you can impromptu add some more stretch goals later down the road if you get some feedback from some backers and they're like oh you know it'd be really cool if you did this and be like, I like that idea. Um, so. I, I, we're, the it's sort of a delicate balance between um, coming up with something interesting that people would enjoy, we're, uh, but also come uh, realizing that it's the concept of a stretch goal is everybody gets it right. Like at, at a uh, starting at a certain tier. So if we do something like, hey, uh, what about tote bags with some of the extra money? But the problem is that all let's say 100 backers would now suddenly need tote bags so it's sort of this uh, an interesting balance between um again and and we want it to be something that seems like fun that people would enjoy but also not something that would uh defeat the purpose of of the kickstarter in the first place right Um, right so then it becomes more of like how much profit are you making per um backer level right Mm -hmm. like uh, on the is that is that a good way of thinking about it or yeah Yeah. that that is um and i have a a spreadsheet breakdown of like how much we need to sell or have backers for in order to like meet our goal actually print right yeah and then printing so 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 we have so on the spreadsheet he laid out we have uh basically all our expenses up until now right like uh issue two i think i talked on the last podcast we ended up hiring an artist to Mm -hmm. um to, to color um the time investment certainly for the artist by the way is about 15 times more than for the writer 
yeah. and um, you know the the costs of, uh, of of production, the cost of printing, and th it's interesting because I think you guys obviously know this. When you print in bulk, each issue is slightly cheaper than when you print them in a smaller package. Right. So that's the other tricky thing, right? Like we're sort of anticipating we're going to get so many issues requested that we can print them in bulk. To, so that the individual price is, you know, at least significantly less than what they're paying for so that it can kind of help cover the costs of all of the investments that we've put into up until now. But if for some reason we only get 10, 20 backers, then the cost of printing 20 issues is going to be about what they're, they're paying what they're, us to do. What yeah. they're pledging. Yeah. 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 Essentially. So, so you um, have to make sure that you cover that, right. The like lowest amount. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a, there's a window of like, whether or not it'll be worth it or not. So, yeah. <laughs> but that's why you set a goal, right? And if it doesn't meet the goal, then essentially, ultimately, the project gets canceled as far as Kickstarter is concerned, right? Right, as far as Kickstarter is concerned. So, so, so thankfully, <laughs> Jacob um, set up our, our finances in such a way that we understand what the goal is we have to meet. We've got that goal ready to go and, you know, see how it goes. Yeah, we'll just, see how it goes. You just sound so, like... <laughs> down on this or well I don't know. I, I, jacob yeah. is lit you're speaking to a man with a successful kickstarter he had one already this is my yeah. first time doing it so i'm sure it's going to go well again i'm seeing the other products at least pound for pound we, we should at i wouldn't without ranking anything i would say at least as good as the other stuff i've seen we should i, I feel like we get you know some uh some backers to this it yeah. shouldn't be it should be fine all all, all positives here uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay, uh, um, switching gears. What what are your like different tiers? If you don't, can can you reveal any tiers? Sure, or sure, yeah. A couple different tiers, or yeah. Just, in fact, um, even we... just your strategy on tiers, I, you know. Well, let's see. So I, I we we framed it so that this is a Kickstarter to. It's kind of revolving around issue three, but it is around printing all three issues all so, three okay you know, so like the first tier is oh you get issue three and if readers have been following us up to this point and they just want to get issue three then they can have that one in pdf or print and those are two separate tiers and then there's like a catch-up bundle where you can get all three in digital or print which is an, it's it, a different tiers in and of itself yeah okay. and then um i'm pulling it up now so then um yeah so so it's oh, so, right so, yeah so fundamentally, it, it's sort of that. If you've been reading up uh, all along and you'd like to see the next issue, the minimum lowest tier is a digital of the of the third issue. Simple as that. Uh, print copy of the third issue is the next tier. Then there's the catch-up bundle. By the way, I think we were also talking about um, – uh, we might be pulling down our website and go entirely to oh, okay. uh, sales uh, of the comics up until now. It, we, we, we had them up for free for about three years. Uh, I shared them endlessly. Pretty much everybody who wanted it to read it as read so it. during 2020 is how long it's been up 2019 the first one came out in 2019 i thought i'm uh, just kidding joe it's, a, a it's a call all right, back. All, right, all right we're all back oh i see well it turns out the humor we're good yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um yeah so so um so the, the tiers look something like that, like issue, issue three by itself, issue three physically, then okay. all three issues digitally as your own PDF, all three issues uh, print copy. Mm -hmm. And then the next one, I think. The is next one is um, the origin bundle, as I'm calling it. I'm adding in the mini comic that was like kind of the prototype of the story. Okay. And then um, after that, it's like there's a retail one, which I think most comic creators uh, who are going on Kickstarter have one for retailers. So it has like five copies of everything so that they can get those in their store. Retailers and then got, buy, I'm sorry, retailers buy that um, to have stock of the comic. Is that exactly so they can put that yeah. on in stock on their shelf? Okay, I'm not okay. sure how popular those are. I've, I've browsed a couple Kickstarters and I've seen like maybe a couple backers at most. So okay. a couple shops would be like, yes, we carry indie stuff and we're trying to keep up on that. Um, and then after that, I've got, I'm selling Great. the original black and white pages. Um, so there's a limited quantity, quantity of those. And then a limited quantity of commissions. So it'll be like 10 commissions that I'll, I'll do also. Commissions for what? Um, I, I framed it as a single character. So, you know, okay. 31 Spider-Man or Superman or something like that. Do oh, 
We also have the, the the golden tier. Jacob, is that is, that we agree on that? The, the one or two of the at the final. Uh, ah, yes. <laughs> the the golden tier was, uh, by the way, suggestion from some of my friends. They were like, "How much do I gotta pay to, to be killed by a mummy in your comic, or <laughs> something like that?" So we so the, I think we capped it at one or two. It's the golden tier at the bottom, and it's everything we've uh, set up until then, but also. In the next issue, your likeness will appear, you know, in the background or something like that, or gets attacked mm-hmm. by a mummy or something of, of that imagination. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> cool. Yeah, are you gonna do one that's like absolutely crazy, like for like two hundred fifty thousand dollars, we'll drive to your house and have a cup of coffee? <laughs> <laughs> I've seen I, those. They're like, they're like, we'll grace you with a Zoom meeting. We can have lunch digitally with each other. You know. I, uh, and that falls into the same categories. Like, who wants to listen to me talk? Like, who wants to pay for that? I do it for free all the time, right? Like, it's... I really wonder if any of those have been like taken up on. Does anybody... That'd be really awkward for them. They're like, like I don't know if I trust you. You spent two hundred fifty thousand dollars to meet me. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> some random people do it. Yeah, people yeah. do. I, I saw somewhere they were like, I will, I will dungeon master a session for you and your friends or something like that. I, I've seen those for sale. Let's um, you know what, Joe? We should do that, and you're a pretty you good jun- dungeon master. Uh, I don't know about that. Uh, maybe we we code do uh, do it the, the two of us at the same time. <laughs> Highly entertaining. <dungeon laughs> you could keep it in the curses universe too. You could yeah, be like, yeah. There you go. There you go. Yeah, you could do like uh, I don't know. There's another game for that, like Monster of the Week or something. Yeah, uh, uh, some sort of setup where you're <laughs> like, all right, you're in a small town in California, and mummies show up. What do you do? <laughs> I flirt with them. No effect. Keep going. Roll. <laughs> yeah, Roll. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait for it. Wait for it. Natural twenty. Natural uh, twenty. Um. So, let's pretend. Let's put our uh, pretend hats on mm-hmm. and pretend um, that you have like million people are are backing this project and like <laughs> okay. and like the stretch goals have to begin. What's right. stretch goal number one? Oh man, if okay, if you had that many people, instantly it'd be like I am uh contracting all of the fun fulfillment work and printing out to somebody else. Like <laughs> I'm paying the majority to a company to take care of everything. Um, I would company? cry if I had to do all of that myself. Oh yeah, yeah. But uh I, I think the first idea I came up with Jacob was um like wallpaper art from um uh, from the universe. So like uh, something for your phone, something for your desktop or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so cool. it'd be like original wallpaper art by. Uh, did you mention uh, that to me? Because that's I, that's a kind of a neat idea. I don't remember. Yeah, I that. did. In fact, you said that's kind of a neat idea when I mentioned <laughs> it to you. <laughs> you know what? It, it's not ringing any bells, but that sounds like something I would say. Yeah, so that was a, an idea we spitballed as like a, a um, something that we could like distribute to everybody. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, we didn't think Pat, we didn't think a million. Come on, a million. That's bananas. Um, okay. All right. Uh, it, it would have to be something like, yeah, like, like. Uh, so, so a million people, they get like something for their phone. Now, pretend hats back on. Two million people are back in this project. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What's stretch goal number two? Uh, we we film a we film a pilot on our on our cell phone of exactly. of, uh, of curses. Essentially, it's gonna be a movie. Or a, yeah, or, you know. yeah, yeah. Ooh. Entirely filmed on an iPhone, so you get that little stamp at the bottom. We'll have Apple, you know, like uh, marketed for us as well. And uh, yeah, hire actual like you know some people in the industry, you know, lighting effects and all that kind of stuff, and then oh. start start a casting call. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now who? I've never had this conversation with you, Joe. Who would no. you cast? We're talking, I assume we're talking famous people. I assumed in my head, casting call means like, hey, read the lines and what, what no, you're no, talking no. about. We're talking now 2 million people have get back 10 million. No, no, no. Specifically, Megan and, and Rosa. Who right, right, right. No, that, that, I, I hear you. Yeah. I, um, I mean, I have no idea. I, Megan needs to be some sort of like a, like a lively, you know, Kristen Wiig. Well, she's too old. Uh, they, Way they, too they're, old. They're in their twenties, <laughs> so I'm trying to think like who. Terrible. Oh, you know what? The, the, no, I mean, I mean, not like she's an old person. I'm, but we're trying to cast someone in their twenties. Hold on, um, I'll Google young actress. Y- you know what? The girl from the. Um, did you guys see what was it? Um, it, it was like super bad, but with two females instead. Uh, mm-hmm. And it was like, um, and one of them was Jonah Hill's sister. 
Um, God, Wait a minute, was it, it like a spinoff or like a sequel? No, no, it, it, it absolutely was its own movie. They they put their pretend caps on and were like, nobody here has heard of the movie Superbad, so we're going to make a new story version of it. And it's just two girls on their last, the last like weekend of high school trying to know, like make it to the parties and stuff about. like that. Right. And the female, one of the female leads was, um, uh, what's his name? Jonah Hill's um, sister. In real life? Sister? In real life, in oh, real life. We could Google that. Oh, you know right who now? I I like Zoe Dutch Dutch Zoe Dutch. You know her? No, I don't. she's in a lot Both of smart. indie movies. Look yeah. it up. Is it Z O E? Z O E Y. This is this is great. Okay, by the way, the, the movie's called Book Smart. It came out in twenty nineteen. And okay. uh, by the way, a very funny movie. Um, yeah, <laughs> and so the um, I'm trying to think. You know who else would be really good? Um, like as a as like a Spitfire in your face sort of person, that Irish actress from Lady Bird. Um, oh yeah! Oh man, she's fantastic. Uh, Sersha Ronan. Yeah. All right, so now now we're talking. Now we got a cast going. Uh, mm-hmm. Ronan on one hand, and uh, by the way, the the other actress was named uh, Beanie Feldstein. That's not a real name. <laughs> Apparently that's that's the name of the actress who's Jonah Hill's sister and was also in um this maybe this, Jonah this Hill has a stage name. I don't know. Could be. Yeah. Beanie Feldstein. Great. Anyways, yeah. Then uh Harold would obviously be like uh, you know, George Clooney. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ed Harris. Clearly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ed Harris is such a better idea than my my dumb my dumb one. Uh Ed Harris would be a great uh cast for that guy uh yeah yeah and then we introduce a third character in issue or the fourth character the the of, of our quartet in uh in issue three the new character is kevin uh kevin. The video yeah. the video store guy yeah and that's your uh obviously played by the rock i i, I feel like yeah <laughs> so you said harold was george clooney no i've got I, his is way way better harold is uh is um uh, ed, ed, ed harris, ed harris. Like, oh, oh wait no i just i'm, I'm sorry i, I misunderstood I, I disagree uh woody uh, woody harrelson is the better i i thought the, that's what i thought you meant by ed harris ed harris oh. is too serious no i was joking Wo- yeah woody sure. woody harrelson is the is is a great casting for harold <laughs> i think a, a perfect uh, i see him more as a mummy um, <laughs> oh all right okay i see that yeah. just every mummy is woody harrelson brad pitt should be the mummy brad pitt should be like um now we're talking. Wilson, you know, I also every, think Woody Harrelson's more like a typecast for zombie movies, so you might not want him. I see. Yeah, too confusing. Yeah. It's a mummy movie. All right. Probably in his contract. Well, you know what? With with ten million backers, we can hire a casting director. Also, <laughs> probably give us some better choices than what we've come up with. Yeah. So you're just expecting your Kickstarter fans to hire a casting director for you? Yeah. 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 No. No. That's it's a stretch goal, is what we're talking about. Okay. All yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We'll put it. We'll put it way down there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So iPhone screens. Okay. What's number three stretch goal? What, we're still talking about ten million, or we're talking about like uh, actual stretch goals? Now a billion people have. Uh, okay. Your, okay. All right. So billion people have backed the comic. Uh, total world domination is what everyone in the country <laughs> knows about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The instead Curses of the American come. flag, it's the Curses logo. Um, we, we instead of Jesus on the thing, it's a mummy on it now. Yep. Yeah. The yeah. the <laughs> the the, the, uh, the United Nations crumble. Uh, there are no borders anymore. We are one whole planet that is just uh, curses comic themed essentially. Yeah. yeah. So what's the stretch goal? Yeah, it's that. That it's a, a United, it's a United it's Earth world, Federation. Oh, world peace. Yeah. Oh, okay. world under, peace under, are under, we? Are we a democracy or a dictatorship now? It's a United Earth Federation, is what it is. Yeah, there's okay. no longer bipartisanship, so it's yeah. okay. just one. It's a just u- one utopic society. Yeah, of curses comic, by the way. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> our holy Bible becomes curses comics. So yeah. our listeners, if they're doing a Kickstarter, they those are the stretch goals that they can kind of copy. Solid advice. They, okay. Yeah. Awesome. If you wanna, if you wanna create a United Earth, you have to buy Chris's comic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically, <laughs> essentially, you, you are saying you don't want world peace if you're not buying the comic. Essentially, 
Yeah. You should put that in the you should put that in the description. (laughs) Make sure that people understand. That's our new tagline, essentially. Yeah. I'll put that in the uh, risks and challenges. (laughs) No world peace. Yeah, yeah. Is a certain is it was a real risk and challenge. I gotta tell you. On the table. Risk and challenge. Uh, apparently the apocalypse may come if the Middle East is ever settled. (laughs) Yeah. But we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Right. Uh, right. So, um, all right, cool. Kickstarter, and it starts on Tuesday, and it runs yep. for a month. Awesome. How yeah. are you going to promote it? Well, I mean, the the social media is, seems like the best option. This podcast is a really good boon for um, Yeah, we're hoping to get We're trying to get it reviewed by some other websites. Um, I have a Facebook page for the, for the comic, um, and every time I've ever made a post like, hey, guys, we're back at work, um, you know, just like a fun post, like an update. Um, we will, I'll get messages from Facebook. They're like, you know, if you spend a little bit of money, we can, (laughs) it always feels like the mob, by the way, because by the way, there's like, I don't know, 70 likes on my page and I'll make a post and it'll say this only reached about eight people. But if you paid money, I'm like, hold on, they like this page and you're withholding it from them until I, so long story short, there has never really been a financial reason to try to boost it. But they're yeah. always talking like for just ten dollars we could. I'm like ten dollars. I'll spend ten dollars to boost our Kickstarter page. Yeah, that's fine for that. Um, but yeah, it really does feel like that. Like that ultimate. Like you know, we're not saying we're holding it back from people. We're just saying that only about eleven people have seen this, and if you pay more money, more people will see it. <laughs> they definitely do that. Yeah. Yeah. And if you do uh, advertise, you do reach a lot more people. It's just, I, it's just they, get that all the time. But they share it with random people too. That's that's like the unfortunate part, and that's why I'm saying every time I, it's been a post of like back in the studio, like I don't need that to be seen by someone in the Midwest or whatever, you know. Like uh, <laughs> hey, I hey, was just hey. updating our fans, <laughs> but but I'm saying someone who doesn't know us is what I'm saying. Um, uh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, but but yeah. Oh, now are you it's are like, you in LA? Is that uh, just rubbing <laughs> that in? Oh yeah. <laughs> Although, although I wouldn't call where you live the Midwest either, I don't think, right? Isn't it the South? What? The deep South? Me? Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of on. It depending on who you talk to, they'll say, oh, really? we're in the Midwest or we're in the South." Yeah, it's I haven't heard great. that. Yeah, there's got to be a, a hard, firm border somewhere. We're like now entering the Midwest. You know, where are you again, Jacob? Arkansas. Arkansas. Yeah. North Arkansas. Yeah. Eric, if you had to like place that <laughs> on a map, I was somebody like pointed a gun at my head and said like. <laughs> Where would you say that? I'd put the South, honestly. I'm yeah. not going to lie. Like, I Sorry, Jacob. Say, I, yeah. That's fine. Okay. Midwest tends to be like Missouri North, like above the Mason-Dixon right. line. It doesn't matter. It's like anything below the Mason-Dixon line is the South. Yeah. Yeah, no, um, that makes sense. Is there a Waffle House by you? Oh, yeah. Then it's the South. Yeah, you know what? That's science. That's that's just science. I'm sorry. Yeah, just mm-hmm. political. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Can't argue with that. Yeah. That's how they drew the lines, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're the ley lines. It's the waffle line. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the ley lines. Waffle House. Christ, like, like, I want to build a waffle house in Illinois. They're like, you can't do that. Can't here. do it. Sorry, <laughs> won't, won't let you. You got to call it something else. You can call it IHOP if you want. It's just not a Waffle House. Right. Well, par- parts of Illinois are the I South, know. Eric, by Kentucky. Definitely. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yep. It's totally above the Mason-Dixon line. Like, they're I don't think there's in. a Waffle House. I'm just saying that parts of it seem very Southern to me. I, I'm going to ask a dumb question. Does the Mason-Dixon line still exist, or is it just the hypothetical line that existed way back when? Just there, the there was a guy who made the jars, right? And this guy named Dixon was yeah, selling yeah. them. And he just walked. He walked down this right. specific road, and they it was, called it the Mason Dixon line. It, it was like Dave and Buster's together. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Dixon was selling Mason jars. That's you know <laughs> Mason Dixon. Right, <laughs> yeah. right. That's what he called them. So, and he that's where he sold them. So I, I won't question it. That seems. I'm that pretty seems sure that's correct. Well, I also <laughs> I went to school in Tennessee, and literally anybody that lived above the Mason Dixon line was automatically a Yankee. I'm like. I'm not a Yankee. I'm not from New York. Like, That's no, funny. You're a Yankee. And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. So depending <laughs> on where you are in California, you are a, you are a Yankee too. All right. I'll take it. <laughs> By default. Yeah. yeah. By default. <laughs> I forgot what we were talking about. Although you were technically part of Mexico at the time. So <laughs> when there were Yankees. 
It's true. Yeah. yeah. What? California? No, yeah. California was a state. It was. It was a state no. during, during the Civil, the Civil War. One hundred percent. I remember as yeah. a kid, as dumb as it sounds, I was like, I was like, wait a minute, did we fight for the North or the South? Because technically, California is. You can't get. There's nothing below California. It's as <laughs> south as it gets. But, but I don't think we've we had slaves. I remember that very, very much confused. For the North. Yeah. Technically, in we fought for the North. North. Yeah. In Zorro, they had slaves in California. That All just, right. But, which one, the Antonio Banderas one or the uh, the TV show? Uh, just the Antonio Banderas one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and I don't want to get into specifics. <laughs> There's a comic book of those. I'm too, sure. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, there is. There has to be. Yeah. Uh, cool. So, uh, tell us about the creative process for Curses Three. So, uh, oh, go ahead. I would just say that um, each issue we've kind of taken a different approach. I think I mentioned this last time, where in the first issue I was drawing traditionally, and then in the second issue I did it all digitally, and I went back to traditional in the third issue. Oh, which I hands down enjoy way more. It's just I don't know. It's, I think it's faster, strangely enough. I think just getting down with pencils and then just putting ink down, I think it's just like, well, I've committed to this line, so that's where it is now. So instead of like, you know, control Z, control Z, control Z, I feel like that's, you just get in that cycle with digital comics. At least it drives me crazy, drives myself crazy. But uh, yeah, so that's, uh, that was uh, from, from my perspective, that's what it was. <laughs> and then I, and then I uh, colored everything myself. Um, oh, you did? Where, okay. Whereas in the second issue, I, we uh, just contracted it out to see who, see if we could find somebody who did a better job. And he did a great job. I think it just um, it was just easier for me to just do it myself. Do it yourself, yeah. Yeah. You tried something you else. else, yeah. And that's what I was. That's the whole point of curses, at least for us, is because we've never done this before. This is like our first go at it, so I want to yeah. try everything. Yeah, we are dumb comic creators. <clears throat> Yeah, you know, just yeah. want to like bumble our way through the. Wait process. a second! No, yeah, no, yeah. no, yeah. no! We no. are dumb comic. Oh, yeah. interesting. <laughs> we'll have a dumb off. Is what we'll have. Yeah, let's have a yeah. dumb yeah. off. Yeah. I like yeah. that yeah. idea. Yeah. I like that idea a lot. Yeah. <laughs> beards no beards. Yeah. <laughs> the beards. Um, yeah. So <laughs> as far as the as far as the story is concerned. Um, I, uh, if I remember correctly, the issue two leaves off on sort of a cliffhanger. And so issue three sort of starts right where we left off um, and kind of naturally progressed from there. I, um, I, I think I was trying to set goals. It's funny. I had not intended when I started watching uh, uh, writing issue three, I had not intended to add a fourth character to the mix. Um, the scene, uh, the video store scene that we see in the um, in issue three, I, I don't remember if we've mentioned this before. Is the original um, what was the original idea for the comic? The the mini comic. The mini comic. Oh, the, the oh, mini comic it's just the, the one scene, yeah. The one scene that, that that spawned the entire concept was a scene of uh, our two characters essentially just discussing movies in front of a parking lot, waiting for uh, mummies to show up. Um, oh, okay. okay. And when and when we went to create issue one, um, that being the scene. I started with like, okay, great. Um, do we open with the scene? Is that how everything starts? And then I was like, no, I guess it makes more sense to start, you know, like where, before, before yeah. like how they became, how they got here. And then I quickly realized that you can't fit it into issue one, it, that too much was going to happen. And then I was like, no problem. It'll be an issue two. And somehow now we're in issue three and we're just barely getting to the scene that essentially triggered the entire concept behind it. So yeah. again, the video store concept was just supposed to be, hey, the thing I've been building towards this whole time, the, the two main characters are proficient or, or at least more so um, with the mummy encounters um, to the point where they can have a casual conversation about something else while they're waiting for a mummy to show up kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But in doing so, I liked this character that I kind of, um, that was supposed to just be a background character. I liked him so much the way he kind of like complimented the um, the two main characters, just a, 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 um, a third sort of like kind of an outsider looking in um, that, that I was like, you know what, this will make a great, fourth character and now we have i think our cast um ah, which sort okay. of happened accidentally 
So mm-hmm. yeah, we've got we've got Harold, who was basically introduced right at the end um, as as a character on issue two. We yep. get a lot more of Harold um, in issue three, and we are introducing and get a lot more of this character, uh, Kevin, the video store guy, in issue three as well. And by the end of it, you can see they've gelled and become a team essentially. Yeah, it was so, a lot so of fun. Purely accidental, almost. <laughs> cool, cool. Um, no, it's a good group of characters. I enjoy. I speaking yeah. personally, I'll save the review for next week. But I personally enjoyed them, and I, I <laughs> liked it. it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, don't want to give uh, it up, but uh... do, you like, um, yeah. uh, do you like? So, I do you plan to keep these four characters around for at least? For the foreseeable future. Oh yeah, I think we. By the end, we loved all of them, so they're all gonna just kind of go wherever each is going. We, we won't we, split the party too much. I don't. Think. Yeah, we we've we have a six issue arc for the first the the big first chapter. Um, so I've got the bullet points of like what's mm-hmm. gonna happen in the next three issues to wrap up the first six issue arc, and and they and this is essentially our cast for the six issues. Uh, and if people enjoy it enough and it's successful, I have a tentative idea for what like chapter two would be about. Like, but yeah, we think six issues is a great amount for you know like one trade paperback. So that's right now. Um, at, the plan is the cast of four to meet the the six uh, issue arc, and then you know take it from there. How many of them are gonna die? You're gonna have to wait and see, I guess. No, I don't think we know. <laughs> yeah. How do mummy? How do how do mummies kill people? They just beat you to death. Apparently, it's just it's just blunt force. Just okay. You know, they curse them. No, the, no, the curse the, brings the mummy. The curse brings the mummies. The mm. mummies do the damage. Yeah, yeah. The curse is the milkshake. Yeah, the curse bring the, the mummies. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Will Brendan Fraser be in the comic at any point? I hope so. Um, <laughs> I, maybe that's a stretch goal. What? That's great yes, idea. Brendan yeah. Fraser cameo. Um, without a, well, by the way, without too much spoiler, we have a celebrity cameo in issue three. Ooh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, a whole a whole page with our celebrity cameo who shows uh, up yeah. in in that hypothetical conversation. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, yeah. There's also a point of contention. Or point of interest that uh, we that this whole discussion um, that happens in the video store was a discussion that Joe and I had because we were in real when life. light spoilers not really we were debating when Last Jedi came no was it Last Jedi it would have <laughs> yeah, been when Last Jedi came out we were we I was way on the fence of like man I love this movie and the Last Skywalker the Last Skywalker Last Skywalker was the third we're talking about uh, uh, movie two of the new trilogy not movie, movie two yeah, oh yeah, not, yeah. oh okay no, that movie was the two. Last Jedi it was called the Last Jedi that's, yeah, that's I, right it's been so long yeah. fu- funny enough most of the dialogue is our actual conversations I've had um, you yeah. know like uh, I I think it, there's a uh, in the first issue there's a there's a scene about like uh, suffering a dinner with a vegan actually happened to me um <laughs> identically the way i wrote it um the scenes of um rosa in uh working at the convenience store and dealing with customers are all things that happened to me when i used to work at cvs in high school oh, they're, cool. they're, they're all real events essentially um yeah. the, uh, the, the, bleeding the, foot I, guy yeah, yeah yeah bleeding foot guy happened <laughs> um the, but yeah so so i've been drawing from uh real conversations uh in fact actually Currently, the, the first rough draft of the first scene of issue four is a conversation that me and Jacob had about Cyberpunk, uh, the video, yep. the 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 RPG, actually. Oh, OK. Um, yeah. So I, in fact, as we were having the conversation, I'm like, this is going in the next <laughs> issue. <laughs> that's yeah. that game that was broken, right? The, that's the what? video game. It turns out yeah. it's based on an on an RPG that's been around for since the 80s. Um, oh, cool. It, okay. it would be as if the video game was called Dungeons and Dragons. The name of the tabletop game is just called <laughs> Cyberpunk. Um, I think it was uh, 2020 was the original one, and then they made it 2077 or whatever oh, it is. Oh, but oh, yeah. wow. Cool. I didn't. I didn't know any of this, by the way. Game Do you came think out. Keanu Reeves played that. You know. No, a lot. absolutely not. <laughs> um, you got to see what the original sketchings of Johnny Silverhand was like. It is a very '80s retro-looking dude. Um, oh, and yeah. I, I guess I, I guess it was a shout out to a lot of the fans. They're like, "Oh man, he's back!" You know, and I'm like, "I don't know who any of these people are." Um, but yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> So, do either of you guys like the Star Wars Episode Eight, The Last Jedi? Because 
you had very strong words against it. I agree with you. I hate that move. I hate it. I like the first. I think, whoa, 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 whoa. Spoilers. Uh, I, <laughs> no, it's not a spoiler. It I, is. I, 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 but sit down. I've got a lot of thoughts. Uh, yeah, um, at the time, I liked it. And I was defending it. And I've come around to, like, I, I don't feel strongly that it's a bad movie, but it's a bad movie. So um, if I can extrapolate for a minute, before they took the franchise away from whoever took over, the, the, the part of the problem with the trilogy is I think they started off, you know, with J.J. Abrams' vision of, like, fun action and explosions and, like, you know, wrote a bunch of checks that they couldn't cash, like a story way. It's like, I'm sure they'll figure it out as they go. Then they handed it to somebody else who had a different vision. Uh, and then obviously they did a hard course correct for the third one. Let's put all that aside for a second. I'm looking at what I think they were trying to do with the overall story in the second movie, if they let that guy keep doing it and make the third movie. And I, I don't I don't have too much actual facts to base it on other than little things I've read on the internet. It's called The Last Jedi, right? And the kind of the moral of the story is this idea that the extremes are what's causing problems. The extreme Jedi, the extreme Sith, that's always going to be butting heads and that's always going to be causing problems and that's always going to be making a huge shift. And if we can find some sort of gray Jedi or, or, or gray force wielder, call them something else, um, that's actually how you bring balance to the force, not weigh the scales one way or the other, but move all the weights to the middle and don't have these massive extremes. I think that's beautiful. I think that's a great premise to set up and a great way to wrap up a long trilogy of all of our problems have been from seeing things in black and white. And if we can really see that things are in a great perspective, that, that it really, you know, philosophically, morally, we bring balance to the universe. I think that's fantastic. That being said, the second movie was written by a cave man and i say that in in my comic because we've got these plots that go nowhere we've got long casino scenes that are irrelevant to the overall plots you know like dialogue that doesn't make any sense the none of it would have even happened if the head general had just told them what their plan was and they hadn't lost faith in it the entire time Uh, and it it turns out to all be for nothing because they all die anyways like like it (laughs) It, again, just written by like like a a, a gorilla or something, um, and uh, so the cons. That, that's why I, I think I mentioned this in, in my in my monologue in the in the comic. The, I I like the concept. The direction is fine. I know a lot of people were up in arms with how dare you suggest that Luke Skywalker is not the greatest human that ever lived in the universe, right? Like he's this like failed person who's dealing with yeah, that. That's, that was that's fine. fine. Yeah. I can deal with that. And, all and, the and, other Jedi, Yoda, Ben. You know, like all of them failed and went and lived as hermits. Like, yes, it, yeah, it, it's a what thing. Jedi do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was stop, okay with all fail, of that. They go and live as hermits. And yeah, then they, it, they're miserable it, people. Yeah it's, yeah, it's just the execution of, of it all. Uh, by the way, I'm actually super excited for the Obi-Wan Kenobi TV show if it can explore uh, more of that concept, that, that idea of of dealing with failure but still having a mission to do oh you know? no 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 there it's just him creepily spying on luke it's just like <laughs> that's the whole series it's gonna be binoculars <laughs> they um, it's luke the camera luke is over his shoulder <laughs> and he's writing notes and like that's that's the whole show and he's doing like sketches like of what he sees and stuff but from behind bushes yeah and yeah stuff like and, he, and it's yeah. like it's sort of like watching a bob ross video too because he's like Oh, Luke is going into the, the farmhouse. <laughs> Drinking blue milk again. Oh, he's going to drink a little blue milk. That's a, that's a nice little blue milk right there. I have, yeah. I have grown attachments to the blue milk. Yeah. I have a failure as a Jedi. By the way, ha- have you ever had it? It's, at, it's officially at Disneyland now. It's terrible. It's terrible. Is it, it actually it's- milk? So, so um, it's part of their like Star Wars land thing, by the way. They have the blue milk and they have the green milk from the new movie as well. Um, mm. And you can read the ingredients. It's some sort of like dairy concoction, but I think it's like rice milk and some other things. Right. Um, it's the first taste. You're like, oh, what a novelty. That's fine. But you get like a like a almost a bucket of it, Gross. and it's like inevitably you're at a hot day in Disneyland and it's like, yeah, it's made with like rice <laughs> milk and kale and uh, and and you know. Uh, passion fruit or something. I don't know. Um, yeah, it's I, I'm so too goddamn much, hot. Too <laughs> much it's a bad choice. To, 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 it's way too sweet. It's, it's it, it kind of has like a chalky taste. Yeah, it's it. 
you, you get new learned respect for the for the for the struggles of living on Tatooine. Not only is it hot, not only are they two sons, but man, they have to drink blue milk every day for dinner. That stuff sucks. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I okay. So I like, I like the idea that like the reason for this because like everyone else went into hiding in hermits because they were scared. I like the idea that Luke went into hiding because he felt ashamed that he failed. But I just like the, like the way that he failed because like I don't think he would have been like because he was the guy who's literally like my dad who's a bad guy, a known bad guy. I'm trying not to kill him. He's like, you know, this yeah. guy, he had a bad thought. I yeah, 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 yeah. Like, slight, slight deviation from the correct path. Forget it. Like if it's, it was yeah. just something like that, he's like, he went evil and I didn't realize it. It's my fault. I felt guilty. So I went to hiding because I couldn't face my sister and my brother-in-law. That, to me, would make more sense than Luke just being like, you know, all of a sudden I just hate you now. Yeah. I try, try, <laughs> uh, yeah, so again, I, I, I think interesting concept and direction, just terrible execution across the board, um, which is why they were like, J.J. Abrams, please rescue this franchise, who the poor guy, I mean, like, I, I, I do, I, I think myself, Hey, you're in a situation. Let's say they give it to you, right? The last movie, course correct from what all happened. Make this fun and upbeat again. Go. Um, I'm like, I can't. I the, the reason I I don't like you know uh, basically pooping on that last movie is because I don't know that I could have done a better job. I mean, I'm not a super fan. The problem is I don't know enough of the extended universe. You, the idea is make. It's not only are you going to make some sort of a villain or resolution for the trilogy, but it's also a resolution to the whatever you call nine movies at the same time um, a, 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 as well. Some sort of an arc, a theme that can be traced from start to finish. It's so, so that... easy. No, it's just so easy. Okay. Death Star. Come on. You just... <laughs> Again? Another, <laughs> another Death Star. Yeah. And, and you... there was no threat in that movie. Like the threat was like, a bunch of little uh, triangles rising from some fog, like that. <laughs> I don't know that that wasn't much of a threat. The second movie even had like the planets. That was the first movie, right? First the planets movie, yeah, are destroyed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. There was planet no, killer or whatever. I don't think they blew up a single planet after that. Yeah, you're you know? like, damn it! This is Star Wars. At least in, blow up a planet. In the third movie, they blew up a planet. Which Did, one? Didn't they? Yeah, because they had the ships that had the Death Stars on them now, which made no sense. But they didn't blow. They, they blew up. No, they blew up a planet because the show the show off the ships. He did it too. But also the problem I have. Oh, I'm sorry. You're 100 percent right. That the planet where like they went back to find to, to the Babu Frick's planet, the one where they like yeah. repair. Um, yeah, they they did orbital bombardment is what they did to the planet yeah. essentially. Orbital I have not seen that movie since oh, the theater. Yeah. Babu Frick. Everyone likes Babu Frick. <laughs> yeah, I love that guy. That guy is that was awesome. Name? There were so many problems I had. Like the third, I had the problem with third movie where C three PO is like, I'm willing to give up. Like last time I see my friends, and they're like, Oh no, we actually have a backup of you. You're fine. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me course correct. There are a lot of problems with the third movie. The concept of resurrecting the Emperor and having the thing saying, Hey, in the first trilogy he was the big bad. In the second trilogy he was the big bad. And now in the third trilogy we find out he's been pulling the strings the whole time. That at least is a is a an okay cohesive yeah. concept to wrap the entire story up. We're not having a conversation about the individual scenes or the problems with writing. I'm talking about that as a co as a core concept to say this is who our villain is and this is how we're wrapping up the story. That yeah, was we, okay. That yeah. was okay. We'll, we'll, we'll do okay. another podcast entirely if you want to break down everything that's wrong with with yeah. some of the the writing and the dialogue and the and the things that make sense. <laughs> but that but that's all I meant about like the core concept because I felt at first this I think a lot of people just kind of felt disappointed. What the emperor again? Jeez. You know, like there were so many other interesting <laughs> plot lines, but then when I took a step back and I was like, I don't know that there was another. There's Darth another... Maul. Darth Maul. He could have shut up. But he. But you. If you never. I assume you never saw Rebels. Then um, there was no. an incredible. The la Darth Maul's actual death scene is maybe the best Star Wars scene of all time. Oh, he, I, he, I, I'll oh, double okay. down on it. Yeah, it's a. It's a. It's a great. Basically, he meets Obi Wan in the desert, and he's like, after all the, I have tracked you down. Finally, I'm here to, to to kill you. He's like, "What are you even doing in this desert? Like, maybe I just leave you here to rot, like the old man that you've become." And he realizes, "Oh no, you're here for a real reason, and you're you're trying to protect somebody." And they have to have this just poetic duel, and it's uh, it's so well done. 
Yeah, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. the, the, the changes so, of the stances. He starts off with his original pose, how he fights, and then he goes to his master's pose, He's which means he's like... Lo- he he's baits learned, him. He baits him, and he defeats him in one single strike, because the whole point was that like he grew and changed the character, whereas Darth Maul's character was still stuck in the past, and that's all... Obsess- obsessing over the same thing over and over and over again. And yeah. by the way, Darth Super Maul's good. dying words, as, <clears throat> as he's being killed, because he hates the Emperor more than anyone else his dying words are this person that you're watching is he the chosen one will he defeat the emperor and and obi-wan's like yeah and that's all he's still he's dying and that's all he cares about is revenge and obi-wan's like yes and he ends over like uh at peace finally it's such a great scene also there's themes of like a samurai showdown where they <laughs> they come at, it's just it's a beautiful scene don't you dare besmirch uh, uh that scene from rebels <laughs> that was i legitimately like that scene like i've not yeah, actually watched yeah, yeah. rebels but like I had friends like say like you have to watch this scene. I'm like yes. okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay, Rebels fine is perfectly fine. Okay, well, that, Boba Fett could have been in there. There could have yeah, been a sure. Death Star. You know, yeah. that's okay. okay. Also, another fine. thing too though is in the second movie, he walks. They kept on beating up the leader, so no one could take the second in command, so no one could take him seriously. So the first thing like JJ Abrams had to do was replace him because they treated him so poorly. They're yeah. like, yeah, you can't keep this character because you literally just ruined this character because oh yeah. They, even like with Darth Vader, which I loved about was like he they never actually ever raised their voices. They never actually like basically hit anybody. They would just simply take control of the conversation and intimidate them because they knew they were the most powerful people in the room and they treated right. as such. They wouldn't scream, they wouldn't threaten, they wouldn't trash people around. They were like um Tarkin, like when he wanted to show he was control of Leia, he literally just walked right in front of her and walked up to her and said, I dare you to do anything, anything at all. And she couldn't because he was in control. Yeah, lots of problems with with minor issues with the movie. Um, but you know. we're, we're worst dictatorship of all time. We'll just put it out there. In first <laughs> yeah. order, yeah. <laughs> like clearly not uh, working correctly. Yeah, uh, yeah. Not ruling by fear the right way. Uh, <laughs> uh, cool. Hey, I think the we. Death Star? I know. Yeah. I mean, you got one job. I, I, guys. I love that. I love that this started with uh, you wrote a scene about Star Wars. Tell me about <laughs> it. And it's like one hour later. So then get this. We're talking about Rebels. <laughs> uh, yeah. So you guys read the comic book. Uh, you're doing a Kickstarter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we appreciate you coming on again. Sure. Coming back again. Thank talking about it. I hope we talked about what you wanted to talk about. Oh, Was absolutely. There... Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. Uh, if anybody's watching or listening you know check it out and sign up for to be notified when we launch on tuesday cool and yeah, uh tuesday guys... would be last tuesday because this will come out next next friday let's, yeah let's or saturday. it'll still yeah, be going july yeah. 6th 2021 <clears throat> is when it launches so cool. if you're if you're hearing this after that date you'll be able to find our podcast uh, our or it's too late because you listen to this years from now uh, <laughs> yeah yeah what kind of monster are you that waited that long to listen to this podcast? Well, then go to their latest kickstarter i bet one of their highest uh uh tiers will be you can buy all the comics up to that now so when it's they're on the episode 4031 4031 it's in it's an archived uh like on a little archived sliver of uh, the robots have taken over it's yeah actually I, on an old school floppy disk from the mac yeah. like the giant ones yeah. not even like the normal ones the old that's the only ones. way the humans were able to preserve their knowledge yeah. old yeah. school mac floppy disk my art is gonna look terrible on that but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. have you ever seen those images the, the uh of like a, a screenshot of the uh, original super mario brothers and the caption says this image takes up more memory than the original Super Mario game did. <laughs> it's bananas. Wow. Yeah, it's absolutely bananas. You're like, what? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember, like, some, they, I saw somebody, they took, uh, they hauled out an old NES, and then they just installed, like, new updated software, and they put 35 games inside an old NES game and plugged it in and powered it up. So, like, it's, like, just insane. It's, like, how much has changed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wild times. Yeah. Uh, guys, thanks so much for coming on. Uh, uh, everyone, go read Curse's comic uh, or support the Kickstarter if you can't find it. Yeah. Um, thanks for having us. Yeah, man, yeah. we appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Thank Bye. You. Bye.
So uh, thank you again to Joe and Jacob for coming on. Always a pleasure. Always fun to talk to. And fun to kick off season two of Dumb Comic Creators podcast with those guys. Um, and, and like fitting that it's their second time on the show. It's like season one, they were on the show. Season two, they're on the show. Maybe in season three, they'll be on the show. Maybe season three. Maybe. I don't know how podcast seasons work, Eric. Somebody told me it was 100 episodes, but then I see uh, seasons thrown around on other podcasts all the time after six episodes. I just uh, declare, I declare that a season whenever we declare a season. If we declare it, so if they're on in two weeks from now, it's season three. It might <laughs> just automatically. It's just whenever those guys are on. Whenever those guys are on, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Maybe, maybe it's every time one of us has a kid. We, that's when there's a new season. Okay, so there might be like a season two, like season two forever. Yeah, it may never be another season of uh, Dumb Comic Creators. No, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, but um, yeah, so I had a child and we were gone for several months. So if you tried to reach out to us, I might not have answered. Um, but it's totally cool that you listen and we're going to keep going uh, week after week uh, forever. Right, Eric? Yeah, forever. Okay, cool. Uh, Forever. (laughs) Sandlot. Yep. So, um, but we like talking about how we're making comics. So do you have any updates about your comic, Eric? I do not. (laughs) (laughs) And how many years has it been? Like five? At least least five. It's been COVID, so at least five, yeah. Wait, how old is Henry? He's uh, 19? He's eight. eight. Oh, he's eight. eight. Okay. All right, I, I, I started when he's four. He's eight now. Been- so, so as we've been recording, I've thought about it, and I think that he was six when we started the podcast, mm-hmm. and he might have been six for one episode, and then he was seven for some of the episodes he was in, mm-hmm. and I wasn't told. Okay, it is what it is. He's eight yeah. now. That's all that he's, matters. He's eight. I'm like you. I almost guarantee you, I'm gonna get a message after like on like next <laughs> Saturday, be like. What is wrong with you? How do you not know how old your nephew is? And you've been right this entire time. And I'm just And I've been right? Oh no. Yeah, and I'm just they just like, what is wrong with you, Eric? Okay. That I mean that's possible. I it's also was, possible. Yeah. I thought he was turning seven this year, but uh, I think he's eight, but there's a good chance now I've been like, oh, you said to double down. I made you I made you uh really I'm doubt doubting that, myself but, now. Okay. I'm sorry about that. Uh, you do love your nephew. I do. <laughs> um, so yeah. So, no updates on your comic. What? What? Do you have a plan now going forward? I'll get back to it. I haven't. I just haven't thought about it in a long time. It's the truth of the matter. So, my plan is to actually just work on it, do my job. Okay. So, what are you gonna bring next week? I'm setting down some. Uh, some. I'm throwing down the gauntlet here. I'm gonna bring disappointment. <laughs> oh come on. I have no, I don't know. I have to find where I saved it is the next thing too. I don't remember. Okay, you find where you saved it. You're okay. gonna read it, read through it. I'm gonna reread through it and I'm gonna try to clean up some of the language. And make why, it more- why, why don't you read through it and write down notes about what you like or don't like about each thing? Okay, I can do that, sure. How does that sound? That sounds like- And then just bring that for the next podcast. I'll do that, maybe. Okay, okay. I think you can do that much. I don't promise anything. After all, you're a host of a comic creator podcast. <laughs> Whether you're dumb or not, uh, well, anyway, we are the dumb comic creators. So, uh, okay, well, I have a comic book update. You do? What is your update? Uh, my comic is done by the artist. The colors and lettering and uh, drawing is all done. I could sit down and read it from start to finish right now if I wanted to, but I haven't and I need to. I need to make notes about what's good and bad about my comic. And then I can, what I can do is like submit those back to the artist and he can fix things before we're like done, done, you know? So that's kind of, maybe I'll send it to you too. And you can like think about what's good and bad. We can talk about it next week. How does that sound? Have a good plan. Okay, cool. Uh, awesome. This has been a fun coming coming back episode. <laughs> come back. Don't call it a comeback, but uh, 
We don't call the comeback. We've been here for years. <laughs> cool. Uh, out. I'm Keegan Shiner. And I'm Eric Schwartz. And, and we're we gonna are... What? We're going to knock you out. <laughs> we're going to knock we, we are the dumb comic creators. We're the best no, comic creators no, slash no, podcast hosts no, in the business. No. No. Why not? We're not those in truth, man. We're <laughs> dumb. By definition, we're expecting oxymoron. Like, we're the best, but we're also dumb. We're the best, but we're also dumb. That doesn't make any sense. You're right. No, that, that does make sense. Okay. Okay, you get next week your homework is next week. Come up with a catchphrase for us. Okay, I always do, and you never like them. <laughs> uh, maybe next week I will like them. How about that? You never know. Never know. Yeah. Never know. All right, man. Well, talk to you soon. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye.